Hello and welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary and it's my pleasure to join you in reading God's Word. Today is Wednesday, February 8th. Today we're going to read from Romans chapter 9. And this is a passage where Paul wrestles with the fact that his Jewish brothers and sisters, the heirs of the patriarchs, do not believe in the Savior who was to come, the Messiah, our Lord Jesus. And so as we read, think about how Paul is instructing his brothers and sisters about their great covenantal faith that came through the patriarchs. Romans 9. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it in the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, those of my own race, the people of Israel. Theirs is the adoption as sons. Theirs the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. It is not as though God's word had failed, for not all who are descended from Israel are Israel, nor, because they are his descendants, are they all Abraham's children. On the contrary, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. In other words, it is not the natural children who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offspring. For this was how the promise was stated. At the appointed time, I will return, and Sarah will have a son. Not only that, but Rebekah's children had one and the same father, our father Isaac. Yet before the twins were born, or had done anything good or bad, in order that God's purpose and election might stand, not by works, but by him who calls, she was told, The older will serve the younger. Just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What then shall we say? Is God unjust? Not at all. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. It does not, therefore, depend on man's desire or effort, but on God's mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, I have raised you up for this very purpose, that I might display my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Therefore, God had mercy on whom he wants to have mercy, and he hardens whom he wants to harden. One of you will say to me, Then why does God still blame us? For who resists his will? But who are you, O man, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to him who formed it? Why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for noble purposes and some for common use? What if God, 
choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the objects of his wrath, prepared for destruction. What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy, whom he prepared in advance for glory, even us, whom he also called, not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles. As he says in Hosea, I will call them my people who are not my people. I will call her my loved one who is not my loved one. And it will happen that in this very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, they will be called sons of the living God. Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of the Israelites be like the sand by the sea, only the remnant will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence on earth with speed and finality. It is just as Isaiah said previously, Unless the Lord Almighty had left us descendants, we would have become like Sodom. We would have become like Gomorrah. What then shall we say? That the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it, a righteousness that is by faith. But Israel, who pursued a law of righteousness, has not attained it. Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith, but as if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. As it is written, See, I lay in Zion a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. And the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Thank you for listening along as we read God's word together. Have you ever loved someone so deeply that you would have been willing to take their trouble upon yourself? Well, Paul opens this chapter by describing the love and the care that he has for Israel. And it's so, so deep that he is willing to take the curse of their unbelief upon himself so that they would understand the great inheritance that is theirs in Christ. He mentions their great inheritance through the patriarchs, the one who are bring, ones who are bringing this great covenant promise that one day the king will come through them, our Lord Jesus Christ, and, and they deny it. And so it, it's sad because they're the people of the covenants, the promises, the revelations of God's work come through him. And then he goes on to discuss that not all Israel is true Israel, that the people of God are his people out of faith and ultimately out of his mercy and not because of their physical descent or their human effort. He alludes to the story of Jacob and Esau, which is a tough one in which before either of them were born, it is predestined that the older would serve the younger. So God had already chosen Jacob before either of them had done anything to earn God's blessing. And God did this so that his mercy might be displayed. However, maybe the greatest act of God's mercy is the inclusion of the Gentiles in his covenant promises. We are grafted into this great covenant promise that God made to Abraham. 
So as Paul references from Hosea, those who were previously not God's people are now called the children of the living God. And we cannot possibly earn God's favor on our own. We only receive salvation and adoption to sonship because of His great mercy. And so let's end the podcast today thanking the Lord and praising the Lord for the mercy that He has shown to us. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you for my brothers and sisters who are faithful to listen along as we struggle with your word sometimes and as we read it and as we're encouraged by it. Thank you for Amanda who helps me on the backside of the podcast and who helps me think through some of these passages. Thank you, Lord, for the reminders of your great mercy to um, us Gentile people that you have adopted us into the covenant, not because we're so wonderful and we deserve your blessing. On the contrary, Lord, we just re- we need your mercy. And we are a people who recognize that we're in desperate need of you. And so we praise you today, Lord. We thank you for opening up the promises to us. We thank you, Lord, for Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you would help us to be more like him today, that you would continue to flood our hearts and our minds with his messages and his thoughts. Give us the mind of Christ, we pray, through Jesus our Lord. Amen.